guys, it's Hannah. I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer about these first few episodes. First of all, if you're a new listener, welcome, and thank you so much for giving us a chance. We released the first three episodes of The Tales We Tell with myself and my husband, Jarek, co-hosting, and then we found Katie. She is our regular co-host on the show, and all of the episodes from episode four on feature myself and her. So if you want to get more of a feel for what the show is normally like, feel free to skip ahead a few to episode four. Otherwise, enjoy these first three with Jarek, and thank you again for listening. Welcome to the Tales We Tell. Welcome back. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, we're a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. I'm your host, Hannah Parch, and I have Jared with me today. I'm back again. Sorry for the little clitter clatter. We have some exciting news for you guys. If you can't tell by our the pitter-patter of little paws. I call it clitter clatter because she's been... They're not little paws either. They're pretty pretty big. Uh, We got a dog. Yeah, we finally got one. Her name's Kelly. She's the goodest girl. She's very cute. We're going to post a lot of pictures of her on the Instagram page. Yeah, she's going to tell spooky stories. Yeah. So if you hear, we left the door open for now. So if you hear some jingling or some clitter clatter, that's just her checking in. So, uh, what do we need to recap? Jarek took an IQ test. Yes, and I'm smarter than Hannah <laughs> by a lot of percentages. Okay. So we never really got the number, but... For apparent- context, we went to the Mensa website and we yes. took the free test that they have, but and they specify but, that it's not an IQ prior test. Prior to that, though, I took about like so many <laughs> fucking others that were like, oh, yeah, you know, just pay $20. You take and the whole test and I then at the, the very test. end of, it wants yeah. your credit card. Yeah. One of them was like 40 questions and like every five minutes saying, I was like, are you done? And I'm like, <laughs> trying to be smart here. Like, let me answer these questions. Oh my gosh. Well, the, the Mensa one, I got very frustrated with because... I don't know. We were doing it on our phones and like, I wasn't in a good mood. So I skipped a bunch of questions. So I got like a 53%. Oh no, I was zoned in. I and Jarek got in. a, what'd you get? A 76? Six. Yeah. Anyways, we still don't have Jarek's IQ, so we don't know. Yeah. My number's up there though. I'm <clears> in the 76th percentile. Well, anyway. Um, okay. So last week we talked about... The... What did we talk about? We talked about the dead girl, unfortunately. Ooh. Okay. Oh, well, got... no one dies in this one. <gasps> but I know what happens. <laughs> you, gave me, you gave me some clues, and it has to do with some, like... No, 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 no. Okay. So... Right. Okay. So I'm excited about this one because I'm trying to start us out by covering, like, a wide range of the creepy things that intrigue me, right? So we started with a haunted building. Yep. And then we did a Unsolved Mystery... And this one is an alien abduction. Mm. <laughs> so excited. Every time I think of alien abductions, I think of the X-Files. And that song, like the beginning intro, has always creeped me out. Well, didn't we sort of use that as inspiration for our 
opening our theme song? No, because I would not want to have the X Files <laughs> music going because it'll bring back a lot of repressed memories oh, of like watching the show between my fingers. Between your fingers? Between my fingers, yeah. You know, like covered up over my eyes. And uh, we gotta pause it. Why? Are you bleeding? No, that's not my blood. Pause it. Whose blood is it? Okay, we're back. Everything's fine. Yeah, we checked her over. <laughs> she was alright. Kind of gave us a scare for a moment, but. No one's bleeding. There yeah, was nobody, some blood. Yeah, nobody was bleeding. I there guess. was some blood. Uh, we didn't find out where it came from, but no one in the house is bleeding. I liked a rough house with Kelly a lot outside. So <sighs> okay. It's one of ours. Anyway. All right. So you used to watch the X-Files through your fingers because you were a scaredy cat. Yeah. Okay, great. You're going to love this story. Okay. So <laughs> hmm. um, today we're talking about the hill abduction. Like the hills have eyes? No. Okay. Uh, hill was the last name of the couple. Ooh. And it is the first, I did not put this in my notes, um, it was the first, like, uh, publicized abduction story in the United States. What year was it? 1961. That seems, mm, I don't know. Late? Seems, yeah, it seems <laughs> very late. Like, uh, like, aliens should have been here sooner. Um, there had been sightings and reports and encounters and stuff before this but i think this was the first abduction story that was like publicized in the united states there was one that happened i think a couple years before this in brazil um but this one anyways okay uh most of my sources for this by the way um a huge one was this uh youtube video that was like an hour, 45 minutes long. And it's this guy, uh, Stanton Friedman and this other lady literally doing a PowerPoint presentation on this whole thing. It's very long, but it has a lot of information. And then I also listened to two episodes of the last podcast on the left. Um, they did something about this. There was a podcast episode from, and that's why we drink. They covered it, but I purposely didn't listen to it. Because I didn't want to... You wanted to be biased about yeah, your opinions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or our opinions, I guess? Yeah, I didn't want to... I don't know. I don't want to... Anyways, I love them. Okay, <clears throat> so this is the Hill Abduction. It takes place in 1961 in New Hampshire. Um, So the Hills are Betty, who is 42. She's white, and she is a social worker. Does white have to do with anything? Yes, her husband Barney is black. Oh, and so the 1960s. This was yeah. Okay. I see <laughs> so it was this, uncommon. Yeah. So they were a biracial couple. I see what the, I see where this is going now. Um, Barney's 39. He is a postal worker, and they live in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, with their dachshund named Delcy. 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 On September 19th of 1961, which was a Tuesday. Betty and Barney were driving home from a trip to Montreal in Niagara Falls. Those are not close to each other, by the way. I was going to say, I'm trying trying to think of where New Hampshire is versus, like, Niagara Falls. Well, Montreal and Niagara Falls are not close to each other. Um, Niagara Falls is near 
like Toronto or what? it's not near Montreal. Buffalo. I'm talking um, about the Canadian side of it. Oh, shit. Uh, so they would have gone. Man, I used to live right there too. So I, yeah, I my, think we're going to put a map on yeah, Montreal. Um, Montreal is not going to be Instagram, close. but uh, Niagara Falls is north. I'm doing a lot of hand signals. Uh, North of New Hampshire, and then Montreal is west. Okay. So they were coming from Niagara Falls. They were coming north to south. I believe you. Okay. Um, they were driving along U.S. Route 3, and I have a note, see map. I did not print a map for you. Yeah. I'm there will be the a map here. on uh, Instagram. Um, they stopped in a place called Chaotic, Quebec. And then they stopped again in Colebrook, New Hampshire, for coffee. And when they left Colebrook, it was around 10 o'clock p.m. And they probably had another couple hours to drive. Barney. Okay, so Barney was a postal worker, but he worked nights. And he had noted somewhere that he felt fine. He wasn't, like, he was used to staying up all night. Yeah. You remember that. Yeah, I used to work (laughs) third shift, and that was a... I wouldn't say that you ever got used to. No, being I never got night. used to it. I, uh, man, those were some hard times. That was ten months of just a lot of not knowing what day it was. To be honest, or right? Like, <laughs> like, oh, it's Friday. Hold on a second. No way. Well, I think Barney worked nights for a long time. So he, anyways, he said he felt fine. He wasn't like sleepy. Yeah, he got. He activated. said he was fine to drive through the night. So it's ten o'clock, and they still have like. A couple hours. All right. And you know what this reminds me of is when we were every time that we've ever come back from New York, New York or Pennsylvania, and we always stupidly either drive through the night or like it takes us way longer than we think. What's supposed to be an eight-hour trip turns into a thirteen-hour trip somehow. Yeah. Well, yeah. remember last time we came back from Pennsylvania, and it was like we hit Tarboro, and it was so late. <laughs> I was yeah. like, it's, we still have an hour and a half to drive. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a long hour and a half, I know. too. Okay, so. Street road. All right, so that's where they're at. It's 10 o'clock. They're still driving. <clears throat> so they are just south of Lancaster, New Hampshire, when Betty sees what she described as a falling star, but moving up instead of down. So a rocket. She's sure. She's a rocket. Okay. Um, probably. Um, so it was a bright light. It was moving from below the moon upward and to the west. So it started out below the moon and it was going up. Um, she said it moved very erratically. It would grow bigger and bigger. Um, at one point it went in front of the moon and eventually she could see colored flashing lights on it. Um, it flew near... Uh, this, could have, this could have been a helicopter. Just, just, just pay attention. I'm just, paying attention. Okay. I'm just... Let me tell the story. in here. All right. So it flew past... There's a rock formation. Um, it's not there anymore, but there, we'll have a picture of it. It's called the Old Man on the Mountain. And it's um, it's just like the face of a mountain that's supposed to look like the profile of a man. That is um, 40 feet like high or mm-hmm. whatever, 40 feet. Um, and she, Betty said that she saw the craft um, like go around that. And she said that it was at least one and a half times that length, which means it would have been around 60 feet long that she was looking at. 
So a helicopter. No, not a helicopter. Ah, <laughs> again. Um, okay, so it is at this point it is eleven fifty. Um they thought that the erratic movement of the light could have been from the car moving, so they were like, We're gonna stop and take a closer look at it. So they stopped at a picnic area. Um they had to walk Delcy, the dog, she was with them. And I guess Barney kept binoculars in his car, so he pulled out his binoculars to look at the light. It was nineteen sixties. Everybody was looking at birds back then. People still look at birds. Yeah, your mom does. In her house, she doesn't like keep binoculars in her car. I, don't know. I do know that. Yeah, we did borrow her okay. car one day. Um, know. we should keep binoculars in the car though. Yeah. Okay. So. What? Why? In case this happens. This is all the way out in New Hampshire. Look at some birds. Mm. Okay. So through the binoculars, Barney could see that what they were looking at was a craft of some kind, and that it had windows. Yeah, an airplane. No. Oh. They also noted that it was silent, so they didn't think that it was like a jet or a helicopter. And they they described the shape as like, a, he described it as like a pancake, like a flat disc. Hmm. Okay, but it has windows along it. Um, okay, they get back in the car. They keep driving south, and they're watching the craft. Watching the pancake. Uh-huh. It gets closer and closer. It's moving back and forth. And at some point, Betty could tell that it was rotating. Okay. You following? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Frisbee. Kind of. Yes. Hmm. All right. So, about one mile south of a place called Indian Head, the craft rapidly descended towards their car, and it caused Barney to just stop in the middle of the road. So, they're on, like, mountain roads. Yeah. So, he stops in the middle of the road. Very unsafe. It hovers about 80 to 100 feet above them, and it was about 300 feet away from them. So Barney gets out of the car with his binoculars, and he also happened to have a pistol with him, so he takes that. With the binoculars, he sees in the craft eight to ten, quote, humanoid figures looking out the windows of the craft. You still with me? Yeah. Okay. Waiting, waiting okay. to get abducted. That's all. They are wearing black uniforms with black caps. Barney sounds, sounds like the government right there. Right. Well, he actually uh, he said that they were somehow not human, and he described their movements um, as being like German soldiers. Nineteen sixties German. Was war still happening? No. (laughs) So much for that mental. But like he did (laughs) describe them as like kind of military esque. Yeah. So which is slightly terrifying. All right. Okay. Um, All but one of the humanoid figures moved away from the window towards the back of the ship. At some point, one of them smiled at him, which is Mm. so creepy. Um, the remaining figure communicated to Barney, um, and I have kind of a question here, perhaps telepathically, um, but was telling him that he needed to stay where he was and to keep looking. And so later, after all of this happens, um, they end up, uh, Barney and Betty end up going to a therapist who does um hypnotherapy on him mm-hmm. so under hypnosis this is the cool thing about that youtube video is they had a lot of the recordings from the um hip 
why am I forgetting the word? Hypnosis? Hypnosis? Is there another word for that? I have no idea. I'm not allowed to look your notes. Hypnotherapy. (laughs) They have a lot of the actual recordings. So he's gone back. It's like a regression. And he's describing it like it's happening now. And... um, do you have some of the notes about that? Like, what, is, what do they say? I'm about to tell you. Yeah. Okay, so during this part, he says he keeps moving closer and closer. Like, he's looking through the binoculars, and he keeps going closer and closer. And he is saying he knows that he needs to pull the binoculars away from his eyes, but he can't. Um, he's He gets really, like, worked up and, like, really freaked out talking about, like, I know I need to just look away, almost like that's going to, like, break the trance, and he can't, like, physically cannot bring the binoculars away from his his eyes. Um, so the the dude talking to him, the main guy, uh, he tells Barney that he, he won't be harmed. Uh, Barney said that he tried to reach for his gun, but again, his hands just kept returning to his binoculars. Um, Is this him... That is him describing, like describing it under hypnosis. What actually happened? Yes. Or is this like? So he's reliving it pretty yes. much. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So like when you hear him talking about it, um, he's like really fr- like the first Freaked time out. I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, like he's he's a grown man and he sounds yeah. very very scared. Um, so at this point, uh, these fins came out of the side of. The craft, like the two sides of the crafts. This is what he's saying, right? Um, this is just a general description. All right. Um, there were red lights on the ends of them. They came out of the side of the craft, and then some kind of long structure came down from the bottom of the ramp or bottom of the craft, perhaps a ramp. Um, Barney is finally able to tear the binoculars away from his eyes which does seem to kind of break the trance. And he runs back to the car and he's screaming to Betty, they're going to capture us. So, so scary. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That would have been all right. Okay. So they speed away in the car and Betty tells Barney, so golly, their names. Barney tells Betty to look out the window for the craft. So she rolls down the window. By the way, uh, Betty has the cutest little New Hampshire accent I've ever heard in my life. Um, she's talking about rolling down the window of the car and looking up up at the sky. Anyways, I'm not mm-hmm. good <laughs> at the accent. You can cut that out. Um, anyways, uh, she looks out the window, uh, but all she sees is darkness above them, so she doesn't see like the sky or stars or whatever. Then they hear a series of beeping noises, and the car starts to, like, vibrate or tingle. Betty said that she touched the metal handle of the door because she expected to feel an electric shock. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like. But there was nothing. Um, and then at this point, both Betty and Barney said that they entered a, quote, altered state of consciousness that left their minds dull. Um, and when they came out of the altered state, they were 35 miles away from where they last remembered being. And they only had a vague memory of driving there. Um, they had a vague memory of hitting a roadblock, seeing some men working on the road, and then seeing a bright orb in the middle of the road. But other than that, they don't really remember anything. So 
They drive home. Um, they get back to Portsmouth around 5 a.m. And they have, they're, so they're two hours later than what they expected to be. Maybe we got abducted. <laughs> that actually is a great explanation for why it took us 12 hours to drive yeah. to Pennsylvania. Well, okay, so they have two hours of missing time that they just don't know what happened. Um, so when they get home, here are some things that they noticed. The binocular strap, the strap for the binoculars. Was missing. Was broken. Oh, <laughs> that would have been, come on. Um, there would have been better. <laughs> missing, sure. Um, they were both wearing watches and their watches didn't work anymore. Um, Barney's shoes, which were his best dress shoes, were all scuffed up on the top, mm-hmm. like on the tops of the toes. Um, Betty's dress that she was wearing was torn at the zipper, the lining, and the hem. And later, she found a pink powder on the dress that degraded the color of the fabric. Um, Bar- <laughs> this one's kind of weird. Barney ended up with 21 growths on his uh, genital region that were in a perfect circle. <laughs> that sounds like an STD. <laughs> it does. Sounds like gonorrhea or like... Um, we'll get to that part. Um, they had... Uh, on, the, on the trunk of their car, they found shiny concentric circles... And at, you try having sex with the car. Oh my gosh, no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like they both have the same thing right now. No, 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 no. Um, what am I saying? They did an experiment with a compass, um, but after they like the next day they talked to Betty's sister, and she, Betty's sister, was like a UFO nut. And wait, she knew about UFOs. Maybe she set this all up. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, but she told him to take a compass out there and see if it did anything weird. And I guess when they took the compass to the trunk of the car, like near the circles, it would spin. And then when they took it away, it would be normal again. So what does that mean? Um, I don't know. It's like an electromagnetic field. Yes. I don't know. Oh. Um, they also both separately drew pictures of what they remembered and compared the pictures later. So they played, uh, they played some Pictionary with each other. Kind of. Um. I I would do that. Well, they had, they both had different reactions to it. Like, Betty really wanted to figure out what was going on and, like, was kind of excited about it. And Barney just wanted to, like, forget about it and not talk about it. Probably said it in a New Hampshire. Forget about it. <laughs> That's, uh, That's New York. New York. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Betty reported the encounter to Peace Air Force Base, which was in the area. And someone from there came and interviewed them and wrote up a report. And they did note that something had appeared on their radar that night around 2.15 a.m. And they... Wait, uh- that confl- that conflicts with like the timeline that she thought she was going to be at. Hold what? on, hold on. Let me rephrase. Wasn't <laughs> it like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock that she said? It was okay. Let's see. I want to say it was eleven fifty yeah. when they f- did their first stop. Oh, it was their first stop. Yeah. All right, so they but it was they got home further. around five a.m. Right, but 
Never mind. Who cares? Yeah. Um. Anyways, the Air Force Base uh, eventually concluded. <laughs> Keep going. Eventually concluded that they had just seen Jupiter. Oh, a moving Jupiter. A yeah, moving that, planet. that makes sense. And um, I thought I had coffee in my mug. <laughs> I was all out. I was so excited. Um. Anyways, Barney was notably uh against telling the public about their encounter. Uh, for fear of losing his credibility, hmm. which makes sense. I mean, you sound a little crazy when you tell people this. And I think Barney also just, Barney was like really stressed out by it and was just Wait, trying what, to put what, it all behind him. What, that they saw it? Is that all? Um, we're getting to that. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, man. so... Ten days after the encounter, Betty started having a series of very disturbing dreams slash nightmares about what happened. And she had them out of order and she pieced them back together. So this next part is what she dreamed about. Because there's got to be a distinction between the stuff she dreamed and then what they remembered under hypnosis. Okay. Okay. Um. So in her dream... They come to a roadblock while they're driving, and their car is surrounded by workers who are, like, they come to a roadblock, there's people working on the road. Those people come to their car. She said that they looked almost human. She described them as short, um, having large noses, gray hair, sorry, dark hair, (laughs) gray skin, and bluish lips. Hmm. Um, she said they forced the two of them out of the car and led them into the forest. She said she was going first. Barney was behind her. He was in a daze and being dragged. Um, so like his feet were being dragged along the ground. Remember his shoes had been scuffed on the top. Hmm. Okay. Um, they are led up a ramp into the craft And then they're separated. And when she asked if they could not be separated, the leader of the aliens or whatever told her that examining them together would just take too long, Hmm. (laughs) which I thought was very funny. Um, So the uh, she goes into an exam room and the examiner, different person, told her that they were just going to do a few tests to determine the difference between their race and humans. And then, according to her dream, they cut a piece of her hair, they examined her eyes, ears, mouth, throat, and hands, they took fingernail clippings, examined her legs and feet, and scraped some of her skin with a dull blade. Um, They also put a needle in her belly button, and they said they were testing her nervous system. And later, she said that they um, gave her a book that they told her she could take with her. But um, then a scary guy that we're calling the supervisor took it away from her before she left. Hmm. And then they, she said that uh, she just went back to the car and Barney was waiting for her. This is a dream. Giving, giving a book. <laughs> giving a book. Man, who comes over and like... It's like, you open up the door like, oh... What are they? Encyclopedia salesmen? No. Mormons? Yes. <laughs> this is Mormons. These are uh, Mormon abductions. Well, they didn't let her keep it. Uh, 
Okay. Maybe she told him no. No, she wanted. She asked for something to take with her. Oh. And they were say, like, "Yeah, you, you can didn't have this say book. that." Well, you, you, I'm hmm. trying to. Okay, because this is a dream. Yeah. Okay. So Barney didn't want to hear anything about her dreams, right? Barney's working nights. He's coming home during the day. His crazy wife has been sleeping the whole time and then, like, wants to talk about her dreams. He doesn't want to hear it. Uh, Barney is getting super anxious at this point. Um, Sounds like Barney got pro. <laughs> so 1963, so this is two years after it happened, Barney's anxiety is, like, getting really bad. He has to take three months off of work, um, like a leave of absence. He ends up developing ulcers. Um, they try traditional, um, psychotherapy, but it's not very helpful. So eventually they seek out the help of a psychiatrist named Dr. Benjamin Simon, who specialized in treating PTSD and also specialized in deep trance hypnotherapy. Hey, you got it. We got it. Now spell it. No, don't spell it. Um, Okay. So during the hypnosis sessions, um, he did Betty and Barney separately. Just like the aliens. And <laughs> he induced amnesia at the end of every session so that they wouldn't influence each other. So he did these sessions with them, and then at the end he so said... Just like the aliens, like I said before. <laughs> he it, said, you're not going to remember gosh, This is a movie twist. Okay. Um, he was... According to himself, I guess, not interested in proving that an abduction had happened. He was only, um, like, his goal was to help them get past their anxiety and, like, move on with their life. He thought all of the anxiety was coming from these dreams that Betty had. But at the end of the hypnosis, he concluded that they really believed that something had happened to them. So okay. he didn't say, like, yes, this is all true, but he said, I think they really believe all the stuff that they're saying. Okay, so now this is the stuff that they revealed under hypnosis. Um, Hippopotamuses. So, <laughs> okay, so when they initially stop in the middle of the road and Barney gets out to look with his binoculars, he describes, remember I said he was describing under hypnosis how he was trying to tear the binoculars yeah, away. Frozen, frozen in fear and tried to get his pistol with Right, him. right, right. So he's talking about that. He describes um, trying to maintain control so that Betty doesn't know that he's scared. Um, but he's also, like, very obviously freaked out during the hypnosis and he's, like, screaming when he talks about seeing their faces. What was, what was that movie that we watched where... <laughs> Uh, with the owls. The one that I insisted that we watched uh, in Virginia. <laughs> here's the thing. Hold on. She upped this movie so hard. And I just I remember. Misremembered. <laughs> All right. So I remember seeing the trailers for it. And I'm like, no. Never going to see that. Looks too scary. I'd my pants. And so. Here's the thing. <laughs> we watched it. I was duped. You were duped. You duped it's me. Ca- okay. It was the mo- it was called the fourth kind. Yes, the fourth kind, and more like the the stupid kind because I, that movie was so okay. dumb. I watched <sighs> it when I watched it the first time. Whenever it came out, it freaked me out. I I could see and one spot that freaked me out. We were okay. It was on our honeymoon, and we were in this like isolated cabin in the middle of Virginia, in the mountains, and I was like 
we have to watch this movie. Like, I want mm. some spooky movies. And I was like, this one's going to be perfect because we're, it was. My f- <laughs> <time> because- <laughs> I spent so long looking for it too. Yeah, and you found it. And- but, but. When I first watched it, I was convinced that it was real footage of... It makes it seem like it's based on this true story, yeah. and it has all this real footage of, like, but now hypnos- the hypnosis. Nowadays, we look, we called that out real quick. Yeah. And also, um, when we watched it, it was it was obviously yeah. fake. But it came out... I think it came out, like... Either before or right around the time that, like, the paranormal activity stuff was coming out. Yeah, everybody and... was trying to compete back then. Okay. Anyways. But the fourth kind. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Rotten Overrated. Tomatoes is... Instead, watch the hour and 45 minute YouTube video that I'm going to link yes. <laughs> as my source. And you can hear actual horrified screams of Barney. Uh, it's really... Yeah. No. I, it's... I, do, I do some okay. pretty horrified screams at night. You do actually. Yeah, I'll. I have night terrors. I wouldn't call them night terrors. I think it's from. Mm, listen, twice now in this house, Jarek has woken up in the middle of the night. Hold on, <laughs> this is different. This is completely. No, different. this is not different. I think you're having very vivid dreams, and you wake up and you think that they're still happening. One time, he woke me up literally in the middle of the night to go, "Don't move." This is how he always starts it. He'll be like, don't move, don't move. And he's so serious. And I'm. it's the middle of the night and I'm just she's, waking up. She's gripping my leg. I'm so terrified. I'm like, what, what, what is it? The first time he said, there's a snake in the room. Let me tell you. This was a giant fucking snake that I thought was coming down. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to get oh this my thing. Gosh. Yeah, you turned on the lights and everything. And I'm like, where did it go? And then the second time you told me there was a spider on my Hold head. On. Hold on. The first time. I'm like, where did it go? You're all freaked out. You're like, Jarek, Jarek, Jarek. And I'm like. Nah, it's all right. And then I went back. <laughs> and I went back to bed. <laughs> well, the second time you said there's a spider like on my head. Oh yeah, because I because like. And then on. you got up, but you that turned one wasn't, the yeah that wasn't as big though. That's but the you thing, though. turned the lights on, mm-hmm. and I jumped out of the bed, and then you just kind of looked around, and you were like, "It's fine. Come on back to bed." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, "No, you just told me there's a spider in our bed." And then the next day, you very suspiciously suggested that we sleep in a guest room, which made me think that you thought the spider was still in there. No, I just wanted to try out the guest bed. That's all. We have slept on that guest bed before. I know. Just, it's not the same. Okay. Anyway. What were we talking about? Um, alien abductions. Barney's yes. really scared. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, so they, so he's... Did we clarify that they got abducted? Have we got there yet? Is yeah, we're it... working on it. Yeah, this right. is the hypnosis. Um, so as they're driving away and they enter their altered state of consciousness, Barney is compelled to turn off the main road and go down a service road and then onto a dirt road. They both describe stopping and seeing a huge light in the middle of the road. They just, one of them described it as being like the moon. And then they both describe being approached by six beings who take them out of the car. Barney remembers being dragged or carried and feeling his feet bump against the stones on the ground. Mm-hmm. So that's how he got the scratches uh, on his shoes. 
And Betty apparently put up a fight. I guess she was, like, feisty. Um, But they're both taken inside the craft, which was the giant light that they saw, and taken to separate exam rooms. Okay. This is how they described the aliens Mm -hmm. under hypnosis. So they said uh, something about their joints was weird and that they walked kind of funny. They said that they had large barrel chests. They had a membrane that covered their mouth, and it fluttered when they talked. Hmm. They had large slanted eyes with huge irises that took up, like, most of their eyes, Hmm. and vertical cat-like pupils. Mm -hmm. They had long, narrow palms and fingers, and they were between four and five feet tall. They communicated with Barney and Betty through telepathy in English, but they spoke to each other in like a humming language. Mm -hmm. So when they talked, their little mouth membrane would move. (laughs) Hold on, let me try it. Okay. (laughs) Well, hold on. Oh, yeah, because my mouth is moving, but I'm trying to hum. I can't do it. Hold something over your mouth and try to... Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Um, I guess that way. They, they wore black tight fitting clothes and military style caps. There were three specific ones that they. Um, Go ahead. Like, <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. There were three specific um, different ones that they kind of specified. One was the leader, he was the one that was talking to Barney from outside the craft or from whatever, when Barney was looking at the binoculars, there was the examiner, um, who examined them. He, they said that he spoke broken English and was kind of hard to understand. Um, like he didn't really have a great grasp of it. Um, but that he was kind. Hmm. And then there was this guy that they, well, they didn't call it, uh, we're calling him the supervisor. He was a creepo. He uh, just like hung out in the hallway and was like kind of observing everything. Um, He had very dark eyes, a larger head than everyone else, thick, uh, a thick neck, broad shoulders, a broad flat nose, a wide mouth. Um, He just stood in the hall. He was very hostile and threatening. He was the one who took the book away from Betty. Mm -hmm. And when the, when Betty and Barney were telling whoever about this, they were told not to, don't mention this one. <laughs> they said not, not to tell the public about, like, the specific guy because he was... Hold on, so the aliens want them to know? No, no, no. Like, when they were, when they eventually told their full story oh, to, like, reporters so or whatever, they so were like... don't panic about... Yeah, they were yeah. like, don't mention that guy. He's... Ugh. Um... The exams that they did on them, um, they were mostly interested in the skeletal structures and joints. Um, They examined the feet, eyes, and mouth. They scraped the skin with a dull blade. (laughs) This, okay, this was a quote from the lady in the video. She said, reproductive experiments were done, probably. That's all she, like... I don't think Betty reported Sex. any. That's, well, that's what it means. So, probing. <laughs> anal probing. 
So Betty remembered the needle in her belly button, mm. but sh- this time she said it was um, a pregnancy test. And they pointed out in the video that that is similar to... Abortion? No. Amniocentesis. Ooh. Which is... Do you know what that is? Oh, I only said that because I, <laughs> I was way off from abortion. <laughs> okay. I, I got it so wrong. Amniocentesis is when you're pregnant and they... Oh, stick a needle. Stick a into needle into the amniotic yeah. sac and take uh-huh. some fluid out. I know this now. Okay. Um, but that kind of procedure was not... I guess being done in the sixties. So it's odd that she would I describe where the government it. learned it from. Okay. Um, so then they, uh, Barney described some kind of cup being placed over his genitals. And he said that they thought he thought that they took a sperm sample. Um, and he also said that the cup like, Is this matched. A no, oh. he said that the cup matched like, remember the growths that he got? Mm-hmm. He said that it matched, like, the... Okay. Like a, I don't know, like a brash, maybe? Mm. Um, also, they inserted a thin tube up his butt. So this is starting to sound like a cover-up <laughs> for uh, some sort of... Um, uh, yeah. No. All right. Okay. Um, they also seemed very surprised that Barney's dentures could be removed. <laughs> Hold on, wait. This guy had dentures. Barney had dentures, I guess. Oh, and the aliens were like, And the aliens were like, what the f? (laughs) Like, check this out. Oh, man. Um, Barney with dentures at what, 40? He's 39. 39. I'm so glad I have teeth. Yeah. Hey, we have dental insurance now. Oh, great. Okay. Um, They said that they. The aliens treated them as humans would treat experimental am- animals, meaning that they treated them well, like they weren't, you know, mean to them or anything, but that they didn't really have any emotional mm-hmm. connection with them. Um, Betty is sometime after the exam, I guess, Betty is shown a star map by the leader and she was able to describe it in detail under hypnosis and later was able to draw a copy of it. And the leader told her that the uh, the map was trade routes between stars and then just other locations that they sometimes visited. Hmm. Um, she asked... Vacation spots, yeah. it sounds like. Um, I'm going to take a trip to the sun today. <laughs> she asked... Um, so she was looking at the map and she said, where are you guys from on the map? Can you show me? And the leader, said, a little smartass, said, you're said uh, well, can you show me where you're from on the map? And she said, no. And he said, well, then what good will it do if I show you where I'm from? Now, hold on. He has to bring out a map of the world, <laughs> not the map of the universe. I think it was very funny because hmm. I think the sun is on the map somewhere. Like, I think our solar system is on the map, yeah. but she, he basically was like, I'm not telling you where we're from. I would have okay. been like, how, how would you get there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Kind of like, yeah. come on and visit. <laughs> like, anytime. 1961. Yeah, yeah. They know, they know we're not that advanced. I mean, we were getting there. The 60s was. The moon race. When was. Oh, sh- <gasps> I should know this. You should. When was. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Go ahead. Ask it. I'll look. 
Uh, okay, hold on. 1961, I think, was when Kennedy gave his... Uh, when did, to go when to the did we land on the moon? No, no, no. We landed on the moon in 1969. All right. I think Kennedy announced it in 61 because he said he gave us till the end of the decade. But I want to know when uh, Alan Shepard went up. 1961 was the JFK's moonshot speech. Okay, that's what I said. Yes. When did um, Alan Shepard go up? Oh, when did Alan Shepard go to the moon? He didn't know. When oh, did Alan Shepard yeah, yeah. go into space for the first time? And Shepard go into space. All right, so May 5th, same year, 1961. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. All right, so, but like he went up for like 15 minutes and came back down. Nine days and 57 minutes. What? How long did it, it says right here. Okay. Alan Shepard also went to the moon, but this is different. Hold on. Let me do my own research. Okay, 1961. That's what I'm thinking of. I swear he went up for like 15 minutes. Total time in space is 9 days and 57 minutes. Well, later he went to the moon, so that's probably most of the time. Good grief. Okay, hold on. Good grief. Okay, it was 100... Oh, no, wait. It was 15 minutes. Okay, all that. It was a 15-minute flight. Anyways... Um, all right. After the star map, uh, they get taken back to their car and the the leader tells them that they can watch the ship leave if they want to. (laughs) Um, Mm, I would have been like, uh, listen, I want to go with you. (laughs) Like, I want to see your house. I want to see your car. I want to see your dog. It's all kind of random. Like it's, I don't know. I, that's the thing that. Uh, my questions about aliens mm-hmm. is like, why do they pick the people that they do? Like, because there's all these theories about what they want, right? Because like, maybe it's people that they know are not believable. You know what I mean? But maybe, how would they know that? Research. Uh, they're listen. They can <gasps> travel like from where they're from to where we are. Do you think they're they're they have surveillance on us? Yeah. No. What? I think it's random. Don't me on that. Come I on think now. it's random. Mm. <laughs> you think aliens are observing us? So, my opinion on <laughs> aliens, let's get this straight. Okay. Don't exist. Oh. Don't exist. Okay. Like, it doesn't happen. You I, think that we're the only... Yes. Okay. Because we're awesome. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> We could discuss it now, but it's I not going like to change my I mind. I feel like you're scared Listen, of... Hannah's a flat earther, people. She's no, I'm not. Straight up flat earther. All right, I'm okay. lying. Don't, no. I have literally a I know, signed got... picture of John Glenn. I know, I know. You're right. Five feet away from us. All right. Okay, so that's the end of the gone, I would have gone back there. I would have gone back Okay, there. so Jarek's going to go back with the aliens he doesn't believe in. All right, so... The hypnosis helped them. I'm sorry, this chair is so loud. The hypnosis helped them get over their anxiety and kind of get back to normal. Um, unfortunately, in 1969, Barney died from a cerebral hemorrhage, possibly brought on by stress. So really, the uh, aliens might have killed him. Man. Um, Betty continued to talk publicly about their encounter and became a UFO enthusiast. Yeah. But so she died. 
Well, no. So, like, the end of the Wikipedia article, like, really made it sound like Betty was, like, got less and less credible as time went on. And they talked about, um, someone was talking about going out with her on, like, a UFO watch because I guess she started doing those. Yeah. And they were like, she thought everything was a UFO. Like, Hmm. she thought planes were UFOs. She thought a streetlight was a UFO one time. And, like, she just had these really elaborate stories. So they... I don't know if it was just, like, with time she got kind of crazy, but she wasn't very believable or credible later in life. Yeah. But the video with the uh, Stan Fried- Friedman, um, they make a lot of fuss over the fact that at the time, Betty and Barney were very credible people. Like, Barney worked for the postal office which everyone knows postal workers are full of integrity. And <laughs> it lost my mail for the they, first month. Yeah, that's true. All the right. U.S. Postal Service literally lost all of our mail for a month. Yeah. Um, that was pretty fun. And then Betty was like a social worker, and they did a lot with like the civil rights stuff. And mm-hmm. obviously they were open-minded people for the 60s. And I don't know, but... Everything I read said Betty was kind of crazy towards the end. Um, The most interesting and most concrete piece of evidence of this whole case is the star map that Betty reproduced. Why is that? Let me tell you. I'm so glad you asked. Mm. At the (laughs) time... Jared looks so bored. At the time of her drawing the map, so she drew the map out and the... Like, astronomers could not match it to any known star system. So mm-hmm. they're like, you just drew some random shit. So eight years later, after she drew it, the Zeta Reticuli star system was discovered, and it was virtually a perfect match to Betty's map. So there's an actual star system out there nice. that, that had not been discovered yet. Do we have pictures of her map? Yes. All right. What's her last name again? Uh, Betty Hill? Yes. All right, keep going. Keep okay, going. Jarek's just going to Google it. All of the major stars on the map are sun-like stars, and they're all on the same plane, which I had to... to uh, What that means is, in space, instead of all of the stars being like a bunch of raisins in a loaf of raisin bread, mm-hmm. they're like pepperonis on a pizza, so they're all in the same plane. Does that make Whoa. sense? Look at this map. Yeah. That is interesting. And the probability of her drawing a random map that happens to match an actual star system that's near our own solar system is, like, virtually impossible. Right? Yeah. And the I think in the map, it, like, they've... The sun is in the map, so it's labeled. It's, like, yeah, nearby. it's somewhere. We'll have to put it up there. We'll see it. Yeah, we'll post it. Um... That was the one that kind of convinced me. I was like, the rest of it? But if, like, if the star map is real... Yeah. Ugh, you should also look up... I don't know how many... I was trying to look up the, um... Like, what we can post on Instagram and what we can't. Like, copyright laws. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to be able to post, like, the pictures of, like, the aliens that she... That someone drew. I don't know. I don't think so. Everyone go Google the Hill Abduction... Betty and Barney Hill, aliens. The aliens that they drew or that someone drew from their descriptions are f***ing terrifying. <laughs> because they do look kind of human, but, like, not 
all the way and Mm-mm. it'll be a it'll, it'll be an interesting Ugh. look up when you look it up this is why we did this one at nighttime because mm. now it's night and we're gonna have this nice dark house I can see and... how they go <laughs> but, mm. oh my gosh um there were two books uh there's probably more than two but two the two main books that i saw um, written about it. One is called Interrupted Journey by John Fuller. That was written in 1966. And then there's a book called Captured, the Betty and Barney Hill UFO Experience. That is by Kathleen Martin and Stan- Stanton Friedman. Those were the two people who did that video. Yeah. And then there is a made-for-TV movie called The UFO Incident in 1975. Nice. Um, Betty passed away in 2004. And it's still up for debate whether it was a credible abduction or whether it was all made up. What do you think? Uh, like I said, I think... Googling pictures of it. Yes, but (laughs) I think the aliens are not real. So I feel like they probably had some crazy trip on drugs. Well, I was going to... the construction workers are them trying to get them (laughs) away from the construction zone. Well, I was going to say, you know, with Barney... Okay. All right. That was one of our stomachs. That was mine. Okay. All right. Let's get that part out. Remember that time that you thought someone was in your old apartment because the plant moved while you were in the shower? Uh, Let's not talk about that. We'll talk about that next time. No, 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 no. Because here's my theory about that. So, Jarek was working nights Mm -hmm. for a while Mm -hmm. and there was a time where he got in the shower and when he got out of the shower, his houseplant had been moved into the bathroom and he freaked out and he thought someone was in his apartment. Let me tell you why I freaked out. (laughs) So... This plant, I don't have to water it. It stayed inside on top of... It stayed in your hallway. Yeah, stayed it's in my hallway. It's a fake plant. Right at the top of the stairs. Never touched it ever since I moved in. Just put it there. I was like, all right, it's decorative. It's good. Taking a shower when that thing is in your bathroom with you and you know you don't need to water it. <laughs> and it's there. I opened up the curtain. I'm like, nope. Okay. Shut the curtain and then called <laughs> Hannah. I was like, "Are you here? Like, are you in my are you in my apartment right now?" She's like, "No." And I'm like, mm. "I uh, think cuz you had a couple incidents incidents." Incidences? Well, you had that, you had uh-huh. the wine glass thing. Yes, the wine glass I can't explain. And then that, that was pretty close to when we moved yeah. to the apartment that we had together and you said that the couch pillows got moved. Yes. So I think that you <laughs> were so delusional because of your f***ed up sleep schedule. Right, but how can two people be delusional about the same things? Oh, because they're driving at night. Maybe. Well, know. so that was my. Are we trying to debunk? No, no, no. That was. I was gonna bring it up. I was like, well, yeah. maybe Barney had like some weird, and then. Like, Betty's sister was into UFOs, and, like... Yeah. I don't know. But, also, the the recordings of their hip, hypnotic sessions... Hippopotamuses? I cannot think Hypnotherapy. of the word I'm trying to say. Hypnotherapy? 
hypnosis sessions. I have no idea. We'll have to look that up. Okay. Um, the recordings of those sound very genuine. Yeah. Like, Barney sounds very scared. So, I don't know if Barney had some really creepy dreams. I don't know. But I also think aliens are real, so. Okay. Who knows? Next time. We'll let you know. Aaron fights. Maybe we'll go look for some UFOs. I'm going to point out so many airplanes. Oh, my gosh. We live next to an airport. We do live next to an airport. It's going to be an easy win for me. (sighs) Jeez. All right. That's the story. That's the hill abduction. What? I think it was. Listen, it takes a lot. It has to be a good alien story to freak me out. Mm -hmm. This one freaked me out a little bit. Okay. Everyone go look up the pictures of the aliens because they're. And also look up Delcy the dog. Yeah, she was pretty cute. She's I pretty saw cute. her on the images. Um all right. So uh follow us on Instagram. We're at the Tales We Tell Podcast. You'll see pictures of Kelly the dog and whatever pictures we can post of the story. Definitely a map. I'll post a map. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna drive to the solar system. Let's see. Thank you. Susan Jennings for doing our artwork. Thank you, John Brown, for doing our music. Uh, Who else? I think that's it. So uh, make sure you listen next week because we're going to change it up a little bit. It's going to be different than it has been, but it's going to be really good. Um, Jarek's been working super hard editing all of our episodes. So thank you, Jarek. No problem. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Like and subscribe. And we'll see all you guys next week. Bye.